Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Arthur Idala, 604 on a Thursday night. Uh, and, you know, I know many of you are sitting in the car and bucking traffic and maybe you're home and making some chicken cutlets. I don't know why I always go with the chicken cutlets. I always think you're like Chris Hassan making chicken cutlets. Um, but uh, I still have, whew, I have so much work ahead of me tonight. Um, I am here with the great and the one and the only Joni Pelzer. Hello, Joni. Hello. You're making me hungry with the chicken. I am. Um, are they breaded and fried or are well, they Well, I mean, that's or? the ideal way to do them. Heck yeah. Um, Joan's been here and, and been lining up some really great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. And then I have uh, the great Sam Bellino behind the turntables and the mixes. Good evening, Arthur. What's going on? Did you get a lot of accolades for your uh, best of Idol Power Hour? <laughs> I did get some uh, nice compliments. But uh, again, you know, you get all the accolades because it's just great content in that show. No, no, no. The thing is, though, it's it's hard to whittle down for whatever it is, 450 shows to 42 minutes. By the way, um, just for those folks who don't understand, um, last week was our two-year anniversary and um, Jerry Crowley very nicely said, I'm going to give you guys some extra time on the weekend uh, and on um, Martin Luther King Day, which was Monday, to do like a best of special. Sam Bellino put it all together and did a great job. Uh, as I said, it, it, the part of it that I loved is it was so New York centric. Yes, it with, was. You know, I mean... It, Harald Rivera is New York. Rosanna Scotto is New York. Anthony Weiner is New York. De Blasio, Eric Adams, Governor Cuomo, Melissa DeRose. I mean, it was so, it was great. And the, you know, the cherry on top was Lenny Kern from LMB <laughs> Spavoni Gardens. And I, I uh, he called me this morning and I sent it to him and his family and they, they really enjoyed it. So thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you that. You got it. Um, and big news here in the okay, head Wait, show. I got to interrupt because I have to say it just it kind of you forget how much you did in two years until you start to listen to it. And how many times we were in the snow? No, I enjoyed in it. Times Square. Do you I, remember being I, in the snow? In the I enjoyed cold? it. And I don't remember this. I remember being cold. I don't remember yeah. being snowy. It's it supposed like, to snow again tomorrow, right? Snowiness. Yeah, I remember. It's supposed to be a little snow tomorrow. Is that the story? Okay. Yeah, tomorrow we're gonna have a storm. I don't know. Again, whatever. it's no biggie. Little Arthur will play out. Anyway, um, anyway, go on. So the big news today uh, here in the city, and it was like five different people emailed me or texted me or whatever, is that uh, the former New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer 
who was basically taken off the path to running for mayor, even though he ran by some sexual allegation. Uh, he announced today, two years ahead of time, that um, he is going to run for mayor against Eric Adams in the primary. So what does that do? Um it, it, to be honest, it says now that a white guy can run against the sitting black elected official, which kind of has not been the the case. Um, many years ago, when uh, Carl McCall, who was the New York State Comptroller, announced he was going to run for governor against George Pataki, the sitting governor. So he wasn't even the incumbent. And Andrew Cuomo said, I'm going to primary Carl McCall. That did not go over very well because Carl McCall would be the first uh, at that time before David Patterson would have been the first black governor of the state of New York. So there's this like kind of unwritten thing that, that you show respect uh, to, to people who are making groundbreaking history here. So, um, so Eric Adams is the sitting mayor. Typically, like de Blasio didn't get a primary. I mean, he got Sal Albanese. I should, I take it back. Sal Albanese ran against him in his midterm and Sal couldn't raise any money. So it wasn't really a very formidable race. Um, and although de Blasio gets this bad rap, the, the city actually was in decent shape. So there wasn't this like, this call for, you know, we need a new, um, we need a new mayor. Um, and I know people are like, oh, come on, that's, how can that be true? You know, de Blasio stunk, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you know, this was pre-COVID, pre-George Floyd, you know, the, the crime rate was the, the lowest. People don't believe me when I tell you that the crime rate was the lowest it's ever, ever been in the de Blasio administration. I'm not saying he deserves credit for that, but, you know, he did start off his term with Bill Bratton as the police commissioner. Not exactly a shabby choice with John Miller there and, and you know, a real, real brain trust when it came to NYPD and, and finding crime. Speaking of crime, we're going to have Chief Kemper on in, in just a moment or two right after the commercial break. But um, anyway, so Eric Adams is now knows he's got people gunning for him. And does this open the floodgate? And that's really the question. Does now that they said, okay, well, he's Eric Adams is now fair game. There's not that like taboo. Um, again, I, I should know this, but I don't believe uh, David Dinkins was primaried uh, after his first year. Um who was the first African-American mayor. So now it op does it open the flood of gates? Does Catherine Garcia run? Who She came in a very close second to Eric Adams when the last time they ran. Does She's now running state operations for Governor Hochul. Does Governor Hochul say to Ms. Garcia, I have a great relationship with Adams. I would prefer you didn't run now. Could you wait four years and run then? Um does Jumani Williams run? What does he got to lose? He's term limited, so he can't run for public advocate again. Um, and you know, with the matching funds, you don't need to raise a ton of money. Plus, Jumani Williams ran for governor, and he did better than Tom Swazi, who was a very formidable candidate. Um, and there's Maya Wiley. There's, so does it become like a clown car of everyone now running against Eric Adams? And then, if you look at the latest poll, and again, we're two years away, or a year and 
nine months away. There's a long way to go. There's Andrew Cuomo. He's out polling all of them. He's the one who they're saying, well, okay, this guy should run the city. Um, those those sexual allegations against him that made him resign, they all turned out to be nothing. They all died on the vine. Uh, the, the five DA's offices looked at all of these, these uh, allegations, and not one of them pressed charges. So... Is it Andrew Cuomo? Does he jump in? He's got a great relationship, as far as we know, um, with Eric Adams. I don't think there's a scenario when Eric, where where Andrew Cuomo would run directly, <clears throat> excuse me, against Eric Adams. But if there's four people, five people in the race, and if the polling shows that Eric is so diminished that he's he's not going to win, and Catherine Garcia is leading in the, the poll, or Scott String is leading in the poll, can you see? Andrew Cuomo, who right this minute has almost $8 million in the bank, jumping in? Yeah. Under those circumstances, yes. Um, I mean, that's a guess, but it's a somewhat of an educated guess based on, I don't know, based on life, based on experience. You got $8 million in the bank, you're leading in all the polls to be the mayor of the city of New York, which is, I, you know, I, is it a step down? That's a great question. Is that a step down from being uh, the governor? I guess in some ways it is. But in other ways, maybe you could have a bigger impact on people's lives. Someone who has a huge impact on people's lives is um, NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. He is the boss of all the police officers who are assigned to be underground and protect us on the subway. And that matters now more than ever, uh, especially with the people talking about congestion pricing and, um, you know, so people aren't going to want to take their cars, but they're not going to feel safe going on the subway if these incidents we keep reading about and hearing about keep going on. So um, we're going to talk to Chief Kemper about crime on the subway. Um, let's see how this whole Scott Stringer, I'm running against Eric Adams, plays out in the next couple of days. Is it a one-day story and, you know, it's too far in the future and all everyone cares about is Donald Trump and Joe Biden? We'll find out shortly, but let's find out what's going on on the underground by talking to Chief Mike Kemper right after this. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com. Here is Dr. Tina Zeka, Allergy and Asthma Associates of Monmouth County, with this week's medical minute. Symptoms of primary immunodeficiency can vary by individuals. But typically, a history is obtained where an individual has recurrent infections, such as recurrent sinus infections, respiratory infections, pneumonia, failure to thrive, chronic diarrhea, and autoimmunity. Primary immunodeficiency can be more common in males than females, but since most cases are genetically linked, children less than the age of one are most commonly affected. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. 
Let's talk about Bay Ridge Honda. Yep, Bay Ridge Honda, right in my neighborhood, right up the block. Family owned and operated by the Sabah family for over 60 years. Any business that's been in business for over 60 years, there's an expression in the law, res ipsa loquitur, the thing speaks for itself. So it is so obvious that they must have a superior operation to be along, be around for that long. Um, so many people I know, my own family members, my own blood, three generations of Idolas have driven uh, cars from that dealership. And the time to go there is now. They have these great New Year's deals. You know, you can say to yourself, hey, it's a new year. Let's get a new car, a brand new car from Honda. They have all of these 2024 under MSRP cars, meaning they're, they're priced to, to sell. Financing rates are available. There's no payments until March of 2024. 90 days plus without making a payment. So you get to drive a car for three months without having to pay for it. They are the best prices around. They come from all five boroughs to come to Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or go online to BayRidgeHonda.com. Make getting out of debt your New Year's resolution. If you owe 10000 or more in debt, before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 17 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. Remember when you were young in your teens and thought you were invincible? Invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When you're healthy, hey, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a health care proxy. I'll worry about those things when I'm sick or when I'm older. Nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. What happens then? The state or the courts or some someone in a hospital... They may make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing this for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. You, 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 you. Who's going to help you get to you? The lawyers at Connors and Sullivan. So call them for a free in-person initial consultation at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or odyssey.com. Every song off a license to ill to keep uh, Kemper happy. Yeah, why not? We want to keep him happy, right? All right. So 
just to make sure that I am correct, um, before we go to Chief Kemper, in 1993, uh, against David Dinkins, there was a primary. Um, initially, Andrew Stein, who was then what, the, what was called the president of the city council, because there was no public advocate. The public advocate race, I believe, was just about to begin. I think that was the first year that the public advocate came into being was uh, that 1993 primary. <clears throat> so there was a white man challenging the first black mayor, but he withdrew, as did Andrew Cuomo when he was challenging Carl McCall for the governorship. Um, Roy Innes did stay in the uh, the race. I don't know if you remember Roy Innes. I do. I'm pretty sure he was on the Geraldo Rivera show and like they got into a fight or something like that. He was Roy Innes was a, a an African American man who was actually quite conservative, so conservative that in the Democratic primary, Roy Innes carried the great borough where yesterday's guest Councilman Borelli and Frank from Staten Island hails from Staten Island. Um, but uh, Dinkins won, uh, I think it was 68 to 25, and there was one other candidate in the race who just got 5%, Eric Melendez. Yes, Joan? I have some comments on that. So, you know, Roy Innes won all of Staten Island, yeah, I just said first of all, right? But also, the whole fight, Geraldo got hit in the face with a chair. Right, that was the... That was right. a major a fight blood. on TV. A little, a little blood. Yeah, a lot of blood. <laughs> All right, well, the guy who's not going to let anyone share, shed any blood uh, when they go down those stairs to the R train on uh, 95th Street or 86th Street on 4th Avenue is our next guest, the NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. Hello, Chief. Arthur, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jones. And listen, I, you know, we've, we know how cool and beautiful your wife is. And the fact that Sam Bellino played girls <laughs> should not give anybody, you know, in the morning I want girls, in the evening I want girls. Do not let judge, let, don't let that song make you think that Chief Kemper is anything but a model husband. I'm, I am, uh, th- the picture of perfect husband in the dictionary is me and you, Walter. No, 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 no. It's definitely not me. I'm going to stay here tonight <laughs> till 11 o'clock and not even see my wife or children. So check me off the list. But I know how you work also. I Just for the record, I had a little question. I called Chief Kemper sheepishly at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And I was like, I'll just leave him. I think I texted him. Boom. Within seconds, I got an answer and he, and he helped me. And so that's the kind of guy Chief Kemper is. You must be uh, relieved that they found this guy who's stabbing people around the city oh god you have no idea um a lot going on and you know a lot of concern and rightfully so we had a guy who uh, uh we tied to six stabbing incidents stabbing people unprovoked throughout uh new york city really five of the six of them were actually in queens and southern queens and uh yesterday he stabbed four people unprovoked three in queens and one actually on a train uh in brooklyn over by uh broadway and uh uh, Myrtle on the uh, a J line. Um, obviously, concern, a lot of fear in the community, and rightfully so. Uh, we put our minds together, you know, by the direction of the police commissioner and chief of department. We, uh, we put a real intensive plan together, like real, real uh, in-depth plan together. Uh, and uh, detectives did a great job yesterday. They grabbed him yesterday. Uh, and he's under arrest, and he's being charged with multiple counts of attempted murder. So, you know, just a great job of collaborating to end that threat uh, and, and to just uh, give justice to these victims. You know, and, and Arthur, i got to say, fortunately, well, none of the six victims, you know, sustained any life-threatening injuries. Okay, well, 
That's fantastic. But, you know, that's scary stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're sitting on a train and a dude comes over and stabs you. Listen, we had another guy uh, yesterday. I don't know if you heard, uh, you, you know, we spoke about it. You know, uh, another guy, um, you know, unprovoked, he stabbed two people um, yesterday. And both of those uh, victims were on trains. You know, one was uh, six in the morning in uh, in Manhattan on a, a, a D train. And uh, the other one uh, uh, was in the Bronx on uh, a two train at 730. The same guy, uh, unprovoked. Again, massive plan, a lot of concern. We didn't know if we it was connected to what I just spoke to uh, uh, this lunatic. Um, turns out it's a separate lunatic who we uh, quickly got uh, uh, images of who he was. That's how we put it together, that they were separate um, patterns, if you will, right? Um, uh, and uh, put a massive plan together. And lo and behold, cops this morning in, in, uh, in the Bronx, you know, uh, about 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, they were at the uh, Bedford Park station as part of the plan. And lo and behold, who do they see? They see the perp running. They chase him. They grab him. They apprehend him. He's got two knives on him. Uh, we're talking about a 27-year-old. This goes to everything I talk about and we talk about. So this guy's 27 years old, unprovoked, stabs two people. Again, fortunately, non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, he's a Queens resident. He's got multiple prior arrests. He's got arrested five times in the last 12 months alone, five separate arrests, uh, with charges ranging from assault uh, to sex crime-related uh, charges. So uh, that, that feeds into, or, or, you know, good segue if you want to talk about consequences and a justice system that's fractured that needs to be repaired. Well, that's refreshing to hear you say that, uh, Chief Kemper. You know, the uh, congestion pricing is right in front of us. And the only way that's going to make any kind of a difference or any kind of an impact is if people feel comfortable going down and using the subway. Otherwise, they'll just bite the bullet. People, you know, listen, I'm not going to let my wife take the subway or I'm not going to let my kid take the subway. And, and they'll just they'll find the money to pay extra to come into the city, which, in my opinion, is not that I think one of the reasons why they're trying to do the congestion pricing is stopping people from driving into the city. Um, but he, here's. Here's what, I don't know what the right word, scares me, puzzles me. These guys, most of these people are mentally ill. And well, what's I don't know how you guys stop that. Well, the guy that stabbed six people, we have no record of any sort of psych history. Um, same with the guy that stabbed the two people, just criminal. Listen, person, my personal opinion, how normal are you to just unprovoked stab people? Right, well, I agree with like, you. I, I totally I mean, agree with you. Chief, let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I yeah. I know it's impossible to have a police officer on every platform. Okay, I know that's there's just there's not the manpower there. But is it in the realm of possibilities? This is a technology question. Is it in the realm of possibilities that in the not too distant future, every subway car, each car, will have a camera in it, and then there's like Wait. a central. You know, even if it's in the conductor's car, who he could see everything that's going on. And there are many stations where there are police officers. And if something is happening, this, you know, a Daniel Penny type of situation, uh, the conductor can radio ahead to the, to, and say, look, in car number three, you know, there's, we have an issue and we need some help. Is there any way to use modern technology to help you guys help us? So that's a great question. And I, I love that type of question. You know, you know, technology. I mean, where we are. So let me get the facts 
Chief, I'm losing you a little bit. Just move over so your cell phone doesn't cut out like that. Otherwise, I'm going to get in trouble with Sam Bellino. You hear me now? I don't know. Keep talking. We'll find out. All right. So you hear me now? 50%. That, that would be like a really good uh, like a tagline for a commercial. Do you hear me now? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we should talk to someone about that. Could, could you hear me now? I can't see a thing. That was what Bugs Bunny, I think. Um, but um, 50% of all crime occurs on the subway uh, car. On, on the actual train, 50% occurs off a train. Talking about video subway system, we talk about it's vast. It's, you know, tons and tons of sources of video. Every subway station in New York City has some sort of video surveillance in it, some more than others, right? Um, the subway cars, we're not there yet, but, you know, I can speak to it. You know, uh, you know the MTA is investing a lot in cameras on the subway cars, uh, right now, upwards of maybe 20%, give or take one or two percentage points. Right now, 20% of all subway cars have video on it. Uh, and their goal is to have the entire fleet, 100% of the fleet, outfitted uh, by the end of the year. Again, aggressive goal. Uh, let's see if they get there. But, you know, one car more is one car better for us. So, And, and, how, quality, and just tell us real quick, Chief, how would, how would, that, um, how would that work? As far as um, in other words, what? if there's so if there's a camera in the car, yeah, go ahead. So and the camera, who like who's then so watching look, what's on the screen? Well, yeah, I mean, so listen, we talk about the value, and then we talk about you know how how do we use it, right? So the value is it's a great deterrent. People, you know, are, are less prone to commit crimes and do bad things if they know they're going to be captioned on video, and then if they are. Uh, you know, dumb enough uh, to commit the crime, it's a great investigative resource. You know, it's got a huge, tremendous investigative value video. Listen, you know that better than anyone. As far as monitoring the video, we have live access. It's amazing. So we have a command center in the Transit Bureau right now, and we have cops 24-7 viewing video live in real time. Uh, and they're viewing videos in stations, and if they see things that are out of the ordinary or crimes or quality life conditions, they communicate in real time to the men and women, our cops that are on the ground. Uh, and we have a lot of success stories with that, ranging from, uh, you know, uh, crimes in progress to even we use those videos to search for, you know, missing children. You know, a lot of what we do, police work isn't all about fighting crime. A lot of what we do isn't fighting crime. We help people, uh, you know, missing children, people that, uh, you know, sure, suffer medical people get sick. But, right, right, right. But the video, I am a strong supporter, a proponent uh, of more video, the better. Uh, it, it will only lead to a safer subway system for our riders. So, Chief Kemper, I, and we only have a minute left. Um, I know that the mayor next week is giving his state of the city speech, and there's the budget. You guys were spared any uh, haircuts financially, correct? Yeah. So, um, actually, the Transit Bureau, uh, you know, our, our manpower numbers are uh, actually higher than prior years. And we're still getting uh, cops supplement, you know, supplemental cops into the transit system every day on overtime and, you know, from other bureaus, uh, you know, assigned to the transit system uh, every day. Look, uh, again, you brought it up. It's very important that we have a safe uh, subway system. And, you know, I feel it's equally important that people feel safe also and comfortable using the subway system. So there's no greater asset or tool than a uniform cop. Uh, being proactive and visible in the subway system. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Before I let you go, I want to throw a little trivia at you. Do you know who Archibald Alec Leach was? 
That was his his given name at birth, and then he changed it to be one of the most famous actors of all time, and he would have been 120 years old today? No, I have no idea. Who is this? Cary Grant. Oh, there you go. Okay. Archibald Alec Leach. Very Why would interesting. I know that? Well, because, listen, first of all, Chief, you're a really smart guy. You're married yeah, to a very intelligent woman. You hang out with yeah. Keith Cantrowitz. So, you know, I mean, I figured you would know these things. Wait, Joan wants to say something, and with 10 seconds left. You, because I saw four NYPD transit cops in the, in the subway in Times Square this morning. Thank you. And I hope you didn't see him because you jumped the turnstile, Joan, because otherwise you'd be in big trouble. I would never. There we go. Brooklyn in the house. Chief Kemper, thank you so much. Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. He tries to join us every Thursday on Transit Thursday here on the Idola Power Hour. Don't go away. We're going to come right back with Judge John Leventhal. Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. We are moving now. Electric bikes are everywhere. They are quiet and very fast. Teens ride them on the roads, in bike lanes, but also in places they should not be, like sidewalks and parks. When you ride, wear a helmet. Don't speed. Watch out for pedestrians and cars. New York State and your community have specific rules for electric bikes. Follow them. Go to trafficsafety.ny.gov for more info. A message brought to you by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Syracuse is still unbeaten in the Dome and returns Saturday for a noon tip-off with Miami. Join us for Orange Pregame at 11.30 Saturday morning. Tip-off at noon on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Fast Tech Industries, that help, they help you with all of your construction demolition, and weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Fastech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs, every corner of New Jersey, and now serving Westchester County. Fastech is the number one supplier of recycled products, Fastech is the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials. Fastech is the number one provider of roll-off containers. So call Joe C. today at 718-494-1600. Call Joe C. at 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container. Go online. To F-A-Z is in Zebra, T-E-C is in Charlie, I-N-D is in David, dot Com. Fastec Industries is now serving Westchester County. Fastec Industries is a DeFazio company. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled 
deal to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Let's talk about Plaza College. You know, it's a new year. We're whatever it is, 19 days into it, not even three weeks. Is there someone in your life that should really make a New Year's resolution to upgrade or change their career? Come on, think about it. Why don't you tell them to go on the Plaza College website? Look at all of the opportunities for learning and changing the direction of your life Plaza College provides. Tell them about the court reporting program. It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. Someone who is a court reporter can work in courts, can work in schools. They can even work from home. Depends on what kind of a job you want to take on. Um, you know, if you work at a DA's office or uh, other government offices like the Corporation Council, you know, it's like a real structured job when you get retirement benefits and health care benefits. Or you can work as a freelance and you come and kind of Come and go as you please. Uh, jobs get offered to you. You can accept them or turn them down. Right now, the National Court Reporters Association says that there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. The National Court Reporters Association is offering a free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College in Forest Hills, Queens, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. All right, on a Thursday night, um, so everyone here knows that uh, we've been representing the Honorable Rudolph Giuliani for years now, and... Um, <clears throat> On, on several matters. One of the matters we're representing him on is the case down in Georgia, which is a very, very serious case. It's a criminal case. It's an enterprise corruption case. It's a case that has a mandatory minimum jail sentence for anyone who gets convicted of five years in prison, which means if the judge is your uncle uh, and you get convicted of that top count, he or she has to give you at least five years in prison, if not more. So it's a, it's a daunting task. And um, there's been a lot of twists and turns. There was a hearings on uh, earlier this week. We were watching them remotely, and our local council was down there arguing. Um, but one of the real crazy twists, maybe a hairpin turn, is that one of the defendants, not us, filed a uh, motion saying that the prosecutor um, was up to a little no good. So uh, I have a gentleman here who, although he was never a prosecutor, he was a great lawyer, litigator before he got onto the bench for uh, 
39 years. No, I was only 26. Uh, and now he's a uh, senior member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons team, Judge John Leventhal. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you, Arthur? And, and I want you to know this is a very interesting case, which is kind of salacious, because the hearing tomorrow is based on a motion to declare the entire prosecution invalid, null and void, and unconstitutional, because Miss Willis, the prosecutor, never had the legal authority to appoint Mr. Wade as a special prosecutor. But the salacious part is that the motion to disqualify her and her office from further prosecuting the criminal case is based on the grounds that they'd been engaged in improper, secret, personal, romantic relationship during the pendency of this case, which has allegedly, and I'm saying that because it hasn't been proven yet, resulted in the special prosecutor, Willis, and Wade uh, from profiting significantly from the prosecution at the expense of the uh, people from Georgia and Fulton County in particular. There's other grounds which are less salacious, such as the special prosecutor failed to file his, his, uh, his oath of office and that she didn't have authority to appoint him because she didn't get permission from Fulton County. But the salacious part is the interesting part, which your viewers will probably find, find interesting and which you know a lot of people find interesting, that they engage in a personal romantic relationship uh, and that was provided income to the special prosecutor whereby... He used that money to take her to Florida, to take her to, uh, I forgot the other place, the Caribbean, Napa Valley, and, and he purchased tickets for them both to travel together on cruise lines together. Now, I, I don't want to say that this is proven, but I'm saying that this is very interesting. So that's the... That's so the, let me make sure I got it right. Yeah. So you have the elected district attorney in a, a legitimately a legitimate office, like the size of her office. It's not like some little mom and pop. Uh, oh, Fulton County is a big, a big county. Big county. She's got a lot of veteran prosecutors there. She gets this case, and she goes outside of her office and brings an attorney who's in private practice in and says, I don't have the resources here in my office. I need to hire this lawyer from outside the office to come in and help us on the Trump-Giuliani 19-person indictment. Well, I want to make it clear that Mr. Giuliani hasn't joined in this motion yet because to no, his credit, one of the he wants to make sure it's true before he joins in. Okay, but, he, but, he, but he's one of the defendants. Absolutely. So um, then, so now this guy gets paid, and now this lawyer gets paid as a special prosecutor from the state, and I believe he's collected... A, sizable sum of money so far and things haven't even started and really. i think it's also alleged that he's getting more money than the other special prosecutors um, uh, an hourly it's alleged that he's getting more than other special prosecutors. and somewhere i read that his um, qualifications are not exactly extraordinary in other words it's not like but that's not going to dismiss the indictment that's not one of the grounds right? i i understand that but the bottom line is is that in a weird way, it's like a way of uh, of a prosecutor funneling money back to themselves. It should, which is having the government pay her boyfriend, and then the boyfriend is paying for things. Now, let's face it, money is fungible. So this guy may have had all kinds of money on his own, and you know he's using his own life savings from his communion. The optics are very bad. The optics, optics are, are bad. very bad. So Judge Leventhal, 
uh, you know, what do you see in the foreseeable future? Well, if they can, pr- first of all, she should bow out if the, if any if this romantic relationship. Uh, well, how does she bow out? True. She's the elected DA. She's she, supposed to. Re- you want her to resign? Put, no, she could put a uh, a subordinate in charge of the investigation. Or she not, could, it's no investigation anymore. It's a case. Or she can also have Mr. Wade bow out. Uh, I really let's assuming it's true. I'm not saying it's true, but let's assume that it's true. Well, there's going to be this hearing tomorrow, right? Well, let me tell you, they're asking, they're not just asking to spread dirt on them. They're basically asking that the special prosecutor in obtaining the indictment would be a nullity without effect in Georgia law and should be dismissed. And in light of their personal relationship to the special prosecutor prior to the appointment, uh, I mean, of the DA with the special prosecutor, his appointment created an impermissible and irreparable conflict of interest under the Georgia Rules of Professional Conduct, which requires disqualification of both lawyers and their respective offices and firms, even if it's not dismissed. So the reason why for President Trump, who's looking to delay, 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 the reason why this music to his ears is if any of this has any kind of legs and they do anything that you just said, like either the prosecutor... Miss Willis has to step aside from this, or Mr. Wade. Worse would be Mr. Wade in terms of a delay. I'm sure that you know some new prosecutor is not going to jump in and be like, "Okay, Judge, I'm ready to go." So this could definitely delay things going forward. You know, Judge, I only have two minutes left before I have to uh, go to my next commercial. A bunch of students I just saw here came up in about 4:45 from Penn. Penn, Harvard, and NYU have all been have all sued their law schools. I'm sorry, their colleges, saying that the anti-Semitism at those schools uh, is just so prevalent, and the schools have not done anything about it. With two minutes left, what does Judge Leventhal have to say? Well, I'm not going to say anything about NYU because I'm going to the game against Case okay. Western Reserve on February 9th. But I think anti-Semitism is prevalent in all these universities. I think it's partially the faculty's fault, the administration's fault, and the students who are silent. Let me just tell you, this is my opinion, my personal opinion, not the firm's, not anyone else. In Germany, in World War II, they weren't all Nazis. But the people who were silent when the Jews were dehumanized, they couldn't be lawyers, they couldn't be doctors, they had a... a, sweep the streets, and that ultimately led to the, f- to the ability for the, for the Nazis to put them in concentration camps and die. The Palestinians, they're not all Hamas. I understand that. But it really disturbed me when I saw when they paraded these dead women and, and people through, through Gaza that the ordinary Palestinians were applauding. So I just got to tell you that we have to do better. The students have to do better. The administration has to do better. And the faculty, you know, I'm a progressive, but the faculty cannot say that this is uh, apartheid. This is absolutely not apartheid. Israel and, and the Jews are treated differently from every other group. Look what's happened Russia and Syria, what had, what had happened there. I could, you only have two minutes. I could do this for two hours and compare other countries around the world are being treated, uh, Israel is being treated differently from all other countries. South Africa, 
There's a many Christian. Have you, been, have you ever been to South Africa? Three times. All right. I, Judge, I, I ran out of time. It was my fault. I shouldn't have given you two minutes. I know you needed two hours. But and I'll I, come I, back on this one because I mean, I'm going to be ready for bear on this one. All right. So that was Judge John Leventhal uh, covering the topics of Fannie Mae, uh, Fannie Mae, Fannie Willis, and uh, anti-Semitism on the campuses and, and all over the state, United States of America. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And paid for by America First Tax Group. Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns, or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems and all collections and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-852-3467 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-852-3467. That's 800-852-3467. Again, 800-852-3467. Well, the weather's not supposed to be too nice tomorrow. Wouldn't it be cool if you got to crawl into a Honda CRV, a Honda HRV, a Honda Passport, the front wheel drive Civic, the front wheel drive Accord, even the front wheel drive Honda Odyssey? Yep, you could do all of those things, and and tomorrow you'll be free as a bird in that snow. It's not going to be that much snow. But at Bay Ridge Honda, they have all of these great cars. In this beautiful dealership, like state-of-the-art, gorgeous dealership, where you will be treated like family by the Sabah family. 88th Street and 4th Avenue. So many great places to eat around there right uh, after you go purchase your new 2024 Honda vehicle. That is, um, they are listed under MSRP. There's a lease loyalty program. There are finance rates. There are no payments until March of 2024. The thing about going into a Sabah family-owned Bay Ridge Honda dealership is you're going to get the best prices around. And let's face it, at the bottom line is that's what you want to look at. Like, you know, you know you're going to get a great product because Honda has superior automobiles. But how much are you going to pay for it? Well, you'll find out. Go to Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street. They're going to give you the best deals around. Or visit them online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Old. Stevie Wonder became the youngest living person to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't even know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame existed in 1989. At a ceremony held at the Wall of Astoria Hotel in New York, other inductees include the Rolling Stones, the Temptations, 
Otis Redding and Dion DeMucci. What I loved about what San Bellino gave me today is today would be the 131st birthday of a man who died in 1957 at the age of 65. He was an American comic actor and one half of a well-known, very well-known comedy duo. The double act comedy duo began the era of silent films and lasted from 1926 to 1957. He appeared with his comedy part with his comedy partner in 107 short films, feature films and cameo roles and this dynamic comedy duo people watch them usually their show their movie still plays on Christmas Day. All right Padre Lou, whose birthday is it? It's not Stan Laurel's. It's Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy would be 131 years old today. Laurel and Hardy were absolutely very, very funny. My dad used to have the 8mm flicks that we watched down in the basement. And we watched the, I watched silent uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy movies. And, um, the ones with the sound thereafter, black and white ones, and then I guess, I don't know if they were filmed in color or they were colored there afterwards. Um, and then I would say Oliver and Harley were followed, in, in my mind anyway, by Abbott and Costello. Um, so, you know, those were, they don't really, that those things don't really exist anymore. Yes, Joan. Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes, good. I feel like I'm a student in class when you go, yes, Joan, yes, Joan. Yes, Joan. <laughs> Just so you know, rock, yeah, Matt's laughing too. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was actually established in 83, and who was on your show? Come on, you got to mention it. Oh, yeah, Alec Rubin, the only lawyer there. I throw him notes right in front of him, and he ignores me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just so much um, easier to ignore you. Than oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt and I are having a little text argument over here about songs. I know. I saw you guys like dropping mics and He's dropping like mics. I'm not dropping mics, right, <laughs> Sambolino? We're just, yeah, yeah. One, just one big happy family here. Um, well, I want to thank uh, Chief Kemper for coming on. I want to thank uh, Judge Leventhal for coming on. I feel a little bad because I, I'm being sincere. Like to give... Judge Leventhal, two minutes to talk about anti-Semitism is not just just not not the right thing to do because uh, although it's a it's near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, Judge Leventhal is very emotional about it as he should be, and just giving him two minutes is just not the way to. We'll go. have him on and let let him talk a lot longer about yeah, it because well, he, he is so passionate about it. Yeah, as he and should it's be. important as he should be. And actually, I just spoke to my friend Bruce Sharrett, who was listening, and he said, you know, thank you for having Judge Leventhal on to talk about that. And then a couple of my police officer friends texted me about having Chief Kemper on. A lot of police officers listen to the show. It's funny because, you know, we run the the gamut here. I literally have cops who are friends of mine, detectives on the job, off the job, you know, retired, texting me, telling me they listen. And then I have some very interesting characters who, uh, let's say we're on the other side of the, the police department who they text me and call me and tell me they listened. Oh, I enjoy the show. I love this. I love that and the other thing. So, um, Joan, I want you to just talk for a second about this whole These City Streets um, 
project that we're doing. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, I people mean, look, who are listening don't really know, so tell no, them what really it's all about. No, they really don't. They really don't. Um, these City Streets is like the video component of what we're doing here with the Arthur Idala Power Hour radio show. We've got this amazing hour every day on the radio, and then... Probably once a week, we're going to drop these videos that we've done, like Governor Cuomo, which is this week. We've got Melissa DeRosa. We had Alan Grubman. So it gives like a a more in-depth, deeper conversation you will have with someone like that. And we're going to have normal, everyday people as well as some big shots. Who's coming on the show tomorrow? Who's coming on our radio show tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is Detective... Extraordinaire, the president of the DEA, Paul DiGiacomo, and he is—he um, always says yes to us. Who oh, I know for a long time. Yeah, he's guy. And really who's good. supposed to come on on Tuesday, the twenty-third. Ah, well, on Tuesday, the twenty-third, we're going to have. Well, she's not going to be on that day, so all right, I don't well, know if I want to give that away yet. All right. Well, she's a really that's great a teaser. I know we're kind of teasing national... it out. We have a big national now. I want to ask media. you since we're talking about New York City, Joan. Did have you? Because you don't venture down that far. Have you seen the Brooklyn Bridge lately at night? I have not. So I do venture down there. The, don't say I don't venture down there. For the first time there. in 40 years, the Brooklyn Bridge Towers, just the towers themselves, are being lit up. And I saw it. I saw it last night. 56 new lights. Ooh. And it's really like, I obviously, there's these super technical LED lights. I wonder if our friend Jason is doing um, those lights. You know, he has the lighting company. That's true. Um, I, I, you're right. I'll I, ask I, him. Correct. I didn't ask. But um, obviously they cleaned those two huge towers. Oh, man. Because they're beautiful. I wonder and now how you lights. clean that. There's, <laughs> ke- there's chemicals. They use chemicals oh. to get all of the, 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 the debris, soot. the soot that comes yeah. out of the car. I used to have a theater right at the South Street but, Seaport. Okay, and we overlooked so the bridge. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very beautiful. And I will tell you, we could end the show where we began it regarding Eric Adams and, and his re-election, which it's very early. You know, when people run for president of the United States, they start years ahead of time. That's not typical for, for mayors. Like, you know, that's, but here we are, two years before, we're talking about who we already have a candidate announced running against the mayor. Yeah. But things like... Like, if I was him right now, I would be telling my team, okay, if we want to stick around and be here for the next uh, the next term, we need to show people the results. And this is one of them. I mean, these new lights, it's it's a very, very noticeable difference, a very noticeable difference on the Brooklyn Bridge. I would talk about parks. I well, would talk, we're going to sure talk about positive beautiful. news, too, actually. We're going to have Ingrid Lewis-Martin, his chief advisor. She's going to do a regular segment starting next week with us, The Good News Is. And we're going to talk about the good things that they're doing. So, you All know, right. you just said it from the horse's mouth right there. Okay, I'm, I'm a horse now. All right, <laughs> folks, it is 6.57. If anybody wants to, I'll, I'll be here at the office working late tonight. Have a great day. We'll be live and local tomorrow, Friday night. Tune in to the Author Idola Power Hour. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.